episode of Fermented Adventure is brought to you by Fermented Adventure. Dawn, we have a new shirt design. We sure do. Dawn, what's our new shirt design? I have mixed drinks about feelings. Now, I have mixed drinks about feelings. How do people find I have mixed drinks about feelings? They go on our website at fermentedadventure.com. They can click on the apparel tab and it'll take them right to our merchandise. So click on the apparel tab. They'll find our brand new shirt design and they'll find other shirt designs as well. Other shirt designs as well. We have tanks, tees, hoodies, glasses, a bunch of different things. And we can still find tequila or cerveza made me do it as well, right? You can find that there as well. And if you want to be fashionable through the rest of the summer, we also have some podcast shirts for people to wear and enjoy going around and saying, hey, you listen to the Fermented Adventure podcast too? Yes. And don't forget our May Contain Whiskey shirt too. So go to FermentedAdventure.com, click on the apparel tab, buy the merchandise. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guest. He's Juan Carlos Gordillo. He's Micah McFarlane. I'm Rich Shane. And this is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. And today we get to speak about agave spirits and we have Revel on the podcast Micah and Juan Carlos, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I am Thanks so excited. I, I'm, 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 I'm like, I, I, I said to you, I hope this doesn't end up being an 18-hour podcast interview because you have so much to talk about and there's so much I want to learn. And what I want to know is, how did Revel get started? Well, uh, 12 years or 10 years ago, um, you know, I was helping out a guy and, and uh, that was starting a tequila company. And I uh, met Hector Ruiz in Minneapolis. And, you know, he kind of challenged me to, like, you know, let's go down to you know, my farms and distilleries. And uh, we went down to uh, his place, uh, Hacienda Don Raul in uh, Morelos, Mexico. And, um, you know, there was a guy named Noe Avila, you know, and uh, they, Hector and Noe made this, uh, you know, beautiful juice. Uh, I kept bringing it, going down and bringing it back to people in, uh, in, in uh, California and in Minnesota, uh, tasting it and going, you know, what do you think? What do you think? And then they go, what is this? And I said, well, it basically comes from, you know, this place called Morel's. Never heard of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and uh, so, I mean, 
this story is so long, so I, I'm, I'm abbreviating the story. That's why I said it's going to be 18 hours today. <laughs> <laughs> I met a guy in a bar, and that's that's how it really, really got started. And uh, um, and then fast forward to meeting Hector and his families. Uh, he brought me down there, so the acceptance was that I wasn't a guy out there looking for a tequila. You know, and the acceptance was I was a guy there helping Hector bring uh, agave spirits to the United States. And so while while down there and everything and deciding to do it, I got back here. I put a business plan together uh, along with, you know, my partner back then, her name was Jackie, and another partner, Susan. Uh, the three of us and Hector and I put this business plan together. And I started going around, you know, bringing juice in these little jars back from these guys and going around to some of my grade school friends and raising money for it. And now, all this goes back to, I mean, you talk about the family. I mean, this is their family heritage. There's it's it's not just when you met them, but this goes back generations on the production of the spirit, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, Juan Carlos can speak to that. You know. Yeah. You know, right now. All the agaveros that we have here in Morelos, they have a lot of history, you know. This uh, agave, they have a lot of years, you know. They have Asian, they have a lot of techniques, you know. All techniques, like right now, the difference, like our product is like a blend, you know. We use techniques from a lot of uh, states that, that are really original in the agave, and we mix it here in Morelos. So all the history that they, this family they have, they pass from his father to grandfather to grand-grand-grandfather, you know. That's the beauty of this product, you know, because it's a family product. In your marketing and as you communicate Revel, you say you're not a, you're not a tequila, you're not a mezcal, you are an avila. So talk about what sets an avila apart and what makes that significant. Okay, so here is avila. Avila and if you go on the agave spirits world, so you've got tequilas that are in five states and got to be made out of the Blue Weber. And at least 51% of that Blue Weber liquid has to be, uh, or has that liquid has to be the Blue Weber, uh, made out of the Blue Weber plant. You got Mescal, which is in nine states. The main plant is the Espadine, but there's 140 some varieties of, of agave, you know, that, and you got nine states. Then you have Bacanara from uh, Sonora, Mexico, and you have Sotol, which is actually the desert spoon plant from Chihuahua. So, and while I said all of that, is to define what is an avila. Avilas can only come from the borders inside Morelos, Mexico. It could be made out of four different plants, which is the Blue Weber, the Espadine, the Angsfolio How, and the Capriata. Capriata. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because that would have, that, that's a lot to say. <laughs> okay. and, yeah, it's really and, difficult. And, and with that, it all has to be 100% Puro de Agave and with no additives, no sugars, nothing. And it's about the farmers and distillers. So the standard is set by us. Revel is the flagship. It's the first one to market. It's doing all the dirty work. It's getting out there. It's the education. So 
it is this look, the Morelos is the second smallest state in Mexico. And it's uh, right on the base of, uh, go ahead, Juan Carlos, the name of the, I say El Popo. But we are really close from the Mexico City, you know, from 30 minutes. But one of the beauties that we have here in Morelos and one of the essence that we have is we're really close from El Volcano Popocatépetl. So we receive all the nutrients. We have all the minerals for El Popo. So everything you just encapsulated in all that you said, it really comes down, Micah, to the territory, you know, the provenance. You know, you're almost a champagne kind of a situation. You know what? That's a great way. That's a great analogy for anybody to get it. It's like champagne and Prosecco or, you know, and, and what people are starting to understand about agave spirits is that all, all of it is agave spirits or all of it's mezcal first, you know, and, and then there is tequila, you know, so, uh, you know, all tequilas, uh, mezcal is everything. But tequila is can't be a mezcal. So and I don't know if I said that right. People have to understand or what we want them to understand. It is about the terroir. It's about the borders. It's about it's regional specific. Now you got to understand it, that agave spirits, that that plant, those plants are grown all over the world. And there's other people putting those plants into the marketplace besides Mexico. You know, Australia is coming on strong. They're going to be, you know, battling Mexico for the de- denomination that de- or, or, or the global uh, in 10 years from now. You know, uh, so it's Portugal, you know, South Africa. They're growing it. You know, I mean, you look at the equator and the temperatures are, you know, very ideal. You know, and, and people are starting to grow agave in California. The hard part about it is just, you know, the seven or four or five or eight or 15 years for different plants to mature and all that. That So that's what's the, that's, that's you know, when you take a bottle of vodka and you can make vodka in a bathtub. You know what I mean? And, and you know, this, I haven't tried that yet, but maybe that's next. <laughs> it's uh, just really amazing. But yes. Regional, region specific, and the name comes from the master distiller's surname. His name is Noe Avila, and that's how this all got started. Well, how did the name Revel come about? Revel is my partner or my ex-partner and I were from the music business. And so uh, she came up with you know, revel in it or let's celebrate and looked it up and go, you know, that's kind of our lifestyle. You know, we're in the, you know, c- you know, celebrity business and, you know, seller, you know, I mean, she worked for Prince and, you know, I worked for, like I said, you know, Blondie and Cindy Lauper and a few of those people. And, um, and it was just, you know, our lifestyle, you know, and we, you know, so, so it means to celebrate, you know, and to revel in, and, you know, and to revel in life, I guess, you know, and so that's what we did. And, and, um, and then, then the Vila thing came and, uh, you know, like I said, Revel Vila is the first one to the marketplace and El Popo is the next one that's coming. And we got one called Don Raul and Ixtapa. And there's, there's a bunch of more coming. There's other people coming down now to make their Avilas. Yeah. So what's this like, Juan Carlos? What's this like 
you talk about reveling in it. What's this like for you and your town and your community that this is almost, as we talk about, this is that terroir, this is that provenance that really is produced only within your community, your area, your region. What's that mean to the community and the people that live there and, and for you and your family? Well, we are really proud, you know, because we can share, you know, to the world that Morelos, they have really good uh, products, you know. Like Micah said, Morelos is the second smallest state here in Mexico, you know. We have a lot of things, but no one knows Morelos, you know. They know, like, I don't know if you heard, uh, we have some beef, salt beef, they call Cecina. That is really international, but that's it. No one knows that in Morelos we have agave. Right now, also, the government in Morelos, they surprised that we have a lot of agave. And also, they were really surprised that we made this unique product, you know, because when they taste it, they doesn't believe that we made it here in Morelos. So you can imagine that we are really proud, all the agaveros, the families, you know, all the backup that we have with this product, all the people that we work, we are really proud to make this product. So you're almost like the under, you're almost like the underdog in the agave spirit world and nobody was Absolutely. paying attention. Absolutely. And here, and here <laughs> you come and you've got your family who's been making this, you know, this agave spirit for generations and it takes somebody like Micah or other people coming down and saying, what is this? That's what we did. We met at Bar Convent in Brooklyn. And, you know, there's so many things that we could taste and try. And then we come to your booth and we're like, wow, what is this? And it just blew us away. And we're going to taste through some of the expressions shortly. And I really want people now to go out and, and source you, find you, see what you're all about. But it's, it's that up-and-comer that really makes you turn your head real fast. Yeah, I know. You know, right now, one of the things that we are really proud is in six years, that right now we're already, like, really strong. We already have a fraction number, you know. We export a product that is not a mezcal, and it doesn't have uh, the deal of tequila, you know, because when you, you, when you do an export, you have, a new, you have a fraction number. And when we export, they say, hey, what is this product? You know, <laughs> so we do a lot of things right now. We already put a position here in Mexico and also United States that they already recognize the brand yes. of Rebel and also the idea of Avila. So, yes. Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> no, no, he, he said it. Go ahead. So, yeah, the DO, the denomination of origin is that Avila is an agave spirit from Morelos that is, can be made out of the four plants. And it has to be at this high quality standard. So in order to make an agave spirits, you have to go through us to make it, to make so that we keep the standards and it has to be in Morelos. And so people can come down and, and make, you know, source from different farms and this, we would help them if they want to make, you know, their own Avila and put it into the marketplace. But there's a standard to it you know, that we, we control, you know, and, uh, but we're encouraging people that, you know, if they have the, you know, the fortitude and the dollars to, you know, to get into the agave spirits business, we'd love to, you know, make, you know, help them make, uh, here you go. And I'm going to say it, my farmers and distillers make the best agave spirits on the planet. That's it. We should just end the podcast right there. <laughs> you know, while you're speaking about this, 
gentlemen, I, you know, some things pop into my head. And one of the interesting things is, as you talk about, Micah, you being in the music business, in the music industry, you know, it's almost like you're you're inventing a music genre, but you're you're giving it away. You're, you're giving away the open source code as long as you follow this specific structure to what you create. Why wouldn't you just hoard all this and be the one to bring Avila and not give anybody else an opportunity? Well, you know, I think all would, I'm trying to go with that saying, you know, all boats. All tides. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I get that messed up too. Yeah. All boats float all tides. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> I think that it is when you talk about economics and stuff, you know, it takes millions and millions and millions of dollars to create and build a brand and a category at the same time. You know, and so with that being as other people coming in to do that, that means they have to spend money on marketing. You know, they have their avenues and their ways of doing it. And once again, by opening it up, it brings it all back to the farmers and distillers. They get to make real money. And have you ever... Have you ever gone out to one of those fields? You know, and have you taken a COA and tried to do all that? And then to sit there, go there year after year after year and watch these little things like this grow into this thing. And, and then somebody says, oh, I'm going to pay you 40 cents for it. After seven years of working yeah, like that? 40 cents, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating on the 47. But what you're saying is, and what I hear you say is, you want to see those that have sweat and made their whole lives work. You want to make sure they're not taking advantage, taking advantage of. Absolutely. And you want to make sure that everything is promoted to the best opportunity. Number one, the spirit, the juice, the, the terroir, everything is amplified so it is raised to a high level and exactly. not, let's say, corrupted to just being flood, flooded into the market. Yes, that that is absolutely correct. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's all about keeping a high standard, you know, uh, you know, but getting it into the marketplace, get all the different styles of Avila's that can be out there, just like there's all these are what, 2,500 tequilas, you know, or something like that, you know, and there's 600, 700 mezcals. Wait, 10 seconds went by. There are 18 more tequilas on the market now. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So, I mean, and there's, you know, there's some really cool stuff in the tequila world and the mezcal world and Bacchanar and Sotol. And there's enough room for everybody. There's, you know, uh, and, you know, and I also believe in competition. You know, that's, you know, that's the American way, you know, or the world way. You know, you got to compete for your market space and stuff like that. You got to, you know, compete for your share of mind to the people, you know, and, you know, being able to amplify, talk about the story, you know, and long as we, you know, just keep putting our truths out there, you know, and people, and, and if we can, you know, get liquid to lips and once they taste it, we win. Right. Yeah, you know, and and that and that's what we just got. You know, we got to get you know get them to drink it. And they'll go, oh, because oh, <laughs> oh, uh, you know. And so, 
because they're they, you can't explain it. You've got it, you know, it's got all the agave taste, but you know, sometimes there's not the vanilla or there's this or that. And it's just it's and and the word I get all the time is clean. I said, clean. What does clean taste like? That's a good question. We're gonna find out shortly. <laughs> I, I really I love the I love the buildup. One, Carlos, I have a question, you know, with in my mind is as as Mike is talking, you know, really about helping to promote the community and those that have worked real hard. What was it like for you to grow up in Morelos and with your family and what they what they did for generations? What was that like for you to grow up in the community and your experience with the agave plants and, and making this avila? You know, well, I have when I started in Rebel, I have not experienced in the agave fields. Really? I, yeah, you know, all my family uh, have history here in the government. You know, they have their entrepreneurs never goes to the farms. You know, so when I meet Hector, they changed my mind. You know, they convinced me to return because I was living in Minnesota. I'm a chef. I study at culinary school. So I'm which one? In Barcelona. Okay, you so yeah, you studied Barcelona the culinary State. school in Barcelona. Yeah, so I worked with Hector in Minnesota. So when they know that I was. Uh, born in Cuernavaca, they convinced me with this project. So I get back here and I start working with Micah and Hector and we start building this project, you know. So right now, all my family, you know, they are really surprised that me, you know, working the farm <laughs> right now. I already know all the process. I can distill, you know, I can make a product, you know, in back years, you know, I never uh, put my foot in, a, in the farms, you know. So right now, I'm really proud, you know, that I can uh, explain anyone, you know, how is the process to make a, an agave spirit, you know? That's so much fun. I, I would yeah. love to have been a fly on the wall, you know, with you and talking to your family yeah. and everything else about this becoming, you know, what you were looking to do. What were some of those aha moments for, for you guys where you realized you were onto something? Were there certain... Um, experiences, people you talk to, what were some of those uh, aha moments? Hmm. Uh, I think like, I don't know, you know, okay. Juan Carlos, I, I, we, we've been in this, this fight, you know, for he, Juan Carlos has been in it for six years. Is it six years or seven? Yeah, no, six years. Six years. Okay. Yeah. And, and then Hector and I have been in it for four years before that. I mean, it took us 2010, we incorporated Rebel in 2012. And our first bottle got on the shelf in September of 2014, when I brought the first 1,200 bottles of Rebel into California. And then, um, Michael Johnson, Johnson Brothers out of Minnesota, and I'm from Minnesota, and Hector's up there too. And um, then that became, he became our first distributor, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, basically, you know, he said, Mike, you know, you need to go out and learn. This is your hometown. You know, you need to learn your communications. How are you going to sell this? What is it? Blah, blah, blah. I'll bring it in for you, you know, and, and, you know, but you guys are going to have to sell it, you know? So basically Johnson brothers, our distributor was a truck, 
Okay. It's always those humble beginnings, though, right? I mean, yeah, you, you know, they, they you kind of curse them, but you love them at the same time. Yeah, there was no sales force or anything, and you know, so, but you know, and and then, but now, you know, Avila outsells all mezcals in Minnesota. Wow. Yeah. All right, so that's that's where you planted your flag, and yeah. this is the growth point, California and and everything else, right? Yes, you know, California. Yeah, we're in. I think I'd have to count them off. You know, we're in uh, California, Nevada. We're in North Dakota, Minnesota. Uh, we're just rolling out uh, Missouri and Kansas right now. We're in Texas. Uh, we're in Tennessee. Uh, we are in. New York, Massachusetts. We're rolling out Rhode Island and Connecticut, September 1. We're in New Jersey, uh, Maryland, and D.C. And this year's goals to get done are Florida and um, uh, where else is Florida? We got Texas, yeah. You know, uh, Florida and Illinois. Okay. Uh, you know, and then, you know, then we'll concentrate on Florida, Illinois, and then also uh, we want to get uh, Mexico going. Yeah, and start. It's, it's really fascinating to me that you're talking about your ten years, your twelve years. You know this family recipe, this whole community, but this is so new to the world, and I love it. It's it, it took you so you're like a a twelve year overnight sen- sensation, right? Well, we, haven't gotten, the we haven't got to the sensation part. No. Yet. <laughs> We're working on that, right? We're still working so, on it. <laughs> was the first one I, I have here the Rebel? This is the Blanco. Was this the first one that you introduced yes. to the market? Yes. All right. Now we talked about this bottle, and and you've got these little jewels attached to the bottle. This is gorgeous. The the design it almost looks like a Keystone, so it, it's really appealing to those people in Pennsylvania. So that works. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. But talk talk about this bottle design as I pour myself a little bit, and we'll 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 search for that crisp, clean flavor profile one. There, okay. Um, so, like I said, you know, my ex partner, she had a lot to do with making or getting that bottle started and stuff, and um, uh, the design, the logo uh, came from some guys in Minnesota, and then. Uh, the terrible twos helped us do all the packaging, the boxes, and and um, everything. And then the you know my claim to fame on that bottle is uh, getting the 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 our logo etched inside the crystal uh, top there. Yeah. Yeah. The V. Yeah. The right? V. It's yeah. it's actually inside the stopper. Right. The yeah. V is in the middle. It's in the middle. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so it's lasered in there. So that was, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. The again, I, and I talked to we talked about the cans, the ready to drink um, cocktails that you make. Yes. There's a the boxes. The boxes are amazing. You're really getting a, an experience. You're not just going to buy an agave spirit off the shelf. You're looking to buy an experience, even with. And I know everybody puts, I guess, value into the different expressions, right? So right. a white spirit for whiskey certainly wouldn't be as coveted as that four-year, six-year, eight-year, 10-year, 12-year barrel-aged, what have you. Right. But even you, you treat these with such care and 
uh, you, you demonstrate value in no matter what level you're buying. It's right. it's wonderful to see. Thank you. You know, um, we're we're like I said, we're super excited about. You know, the thing is, it's like we did the packaging because we were limited resource. We're trying to get everybody's attention. You know, and we're from the music business, right? So the thing in the music business, if you have a uh, you have a band or an artist, you've got to, to you know get them looking great for the stage, right? But when the truth comes to the pudding, it's it's about the song, right? You know, it's about the song, no matter what. You know, you can polish a turd and it'll be a turd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for those. And, uh, and, and, and so with that being said, it's about the liquid. And I'll tell you, you know, whether I was bringing those bottles back in the beginning in Pepsi bottles, right? You know, and in my <laughs> two suitcases and, I, and I'd be going through customs and they'd say, do you have any, uh, so I got a little, little agave spirit it says yeah how much I look at both suitcases and and he goes ah go ahead you know and then it was it was and these were like plastic uh you know pepsi bottles you know of liquid well and i think that was that aha that we talked about that aha moment you're yeah. you're 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 toting you know pepsi bottles across the border but when people taste the juice that's when you say, wow, this, where do I get more? How do I get this? What right. is the next step for us to get it on the shelves and all those other things? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, and then that's where, you know, I came in with from making records and, you know, you know, business one-on-one from, you know, the music business, you know, so a lot of that transferred that knowledge of the music business and packaging and, and getting something ready for market, you know, transferred into this. So, you know, uh, you know, like making a record, you go into the studio, like being a farmer, you know, you make your, you grow your product. And then, you know, you ferment it, like going into the studio and make, making that album. And once you get it there, then you got to package it. And then you got to present that package to market. And once you print that package to market, you got to get it distributed, distribute it, present the package to market. And you have to get people to actually, you know, now open the bottle and the bottle. and taste it. And then here's the key. And this is what it's that repeat bottle, right? Well, it's 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 not just one. That, you know, you, you can see behind me. We have a lot oh, of stuff yeah. and that's only the tip of what we have. But what I'm saying to that is it's they're those repeat bottles, right? Yes. You know, this becomes the favorite. You give them as gifts. You buy it again. You run out all that stuff. Yeah. Well, John Paul, uh, the guy that uh, the Patron guy, you know, uh, he said, you know, it's it, I don't think he's he, maybe. But he said something. I mean, I'm going to paraphrase because I'm not going to quote him. But basically, he said that it's easy to get bottle one onto the shelf. Right. It's bottle two. Is the hard one. Can Will they go back and get it? And the only way they're going to go back and get it is if it tastes good. Well, let's talk about the song. Now, while you were speaking about <laughs> that experience, I was enjoying the nose and, and, and some things that come out and you both can speak to the profile or what is intended. What's the distiller looking for when they put this into the bottle? I got, you know, some, 
so much of that agave nectar that you want to have, the sweetness there, there's a minerality to it. Uh, also, I get a salinity, a, a salt nose to it. Um, there's citrus. There's a lot of a lot of things going on. Talk about the characteristics. And, you, you know, you talked about the terroir, the provenance of, of this Avila. What are some of those consistent characteristics that people should find with this spirit? Juan Carlos. Well, the idea is when you taste this product, you know, it's an example. You can see we, we want to represent, you know, in every sip, all our work, you know. So when you taste the Blanco, you know, you can see really clear. It's a triple distill, you know. They can taste all the agave because we don't blend with anything that 100% agave, you know. Also, we use a, a, a filtration system that we create here in Morelos. No one knows or no one knows our recipe without all these uh, filters that we use. That's the reason you can see a really clear product, you know. You can have a really good and a strong bouquet, one of our characteristics on an avila. So when you taste from an avila, from a blanco, from reposado and añejo, you can see all the history that we have. Every product that we make, they're going to have the same characteristic, the same quality. We try to have all the same quality because this product is a blend of artisanal, you know, with industrial. It's a blend of uh, steam with uh, roasted well, One smoke. The, as you're kind of speaking through that, I get this oily vanilla on the palate. I get a little bit of melon. I get a little bit of, um, uh, I know it's not barrel aged, but I get some sort of a charcoal element to it. Not not in the flavor, but in the the smokiness of it. There's, right. there's so much, you can just sit here. This is wonderful sipping. Um, you know, we, we have your uh, ready to drink cocktails, your, your uh, Avila cocktails. So I'm, I'm really excited to try through those, but this makes a great spirit to mix cocktails out of, but you could just sip this all by itself. Absolutely. And in that, and that's the quality of it, you know, and, <clears throat> but it also makes great cocktails, you know, so, and I'm the believer that if you put, horrible ingredients in a, in a cocktail, you're going to get a horrible cocktail. Let me ask you, I know it's 80 proof. I, I think that marries well at that proof point. You know, I'm always curious as to see what it would be like. And I think the proof, if you make it higher, it's really going to overwhelm a lot of those um, characteristics, the the, the um, elements of, of what you're getting from the plant. Is that is that the same thought process? That is the thought process with the with the Blanco and the Reposado, you know, is is drinkability. But we were able because of the French oak barrel, we went higher heat on that 8% more up at 48%. And even with that higher heat, the character of what it is coming off of the barrel. And it's aged 24 months in French oak barrels. At a, now, this is the Reposado that we're talking about now. This is the one okay. I just poured, right? So, yep. Yes. And the Reposado is aged 12 months in American white oak whiskey barrels that are used uh, one time. And, and can you say where the barrels are coming from? Are they proprietary? Any kind of secrets on that? Really no secrets. It's a secret. No. <laughs> We made it in Minnesota and also we have here in Mexico. Yeah. So are the barrels coming from a distiller in Minnesota? Yeah. And also here in Mexico, in Guadalajara and also in Ensenada. See, I think that's, you're talking about a product that 
you're giving back to this Minnesota, the community, it's a state, but you're really giving back to Morelos and the communities of Minnesota that are still working to put their footprint in the distilled spirits world. Yes. Yes. I mean, um, you know, Minnesota is, you know, Hector and ours, both our homes and, and uh, it's been just, you know, and then the other thing too is, the most Morelos Mexicans that are in the United States are in Illinois and Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> so it's their second home. It's their home away from home. Well, you know, Minnesota and, 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 and or Minneapolis and Cuernavaca are sister cities. You know, so uh, that's, you know, that's one of those things people don't know. I am there. loving the nose on this. And uh, isn't that beautiful? You know, in a lot of cases, it's wonderful how the agave, the avila, works so well and plays so well with that barrel. Yes. And they both amplify. It's amazing how with that Blanco, you got so much of that juice in the nose, and this one kind of transforms, and that barrel just really just, it's it's such a wonderful soft note of barrel. Right. And and again, this is an 80 proof, and I think that's a, exactly where it should be. Right. And, you know, I mean, the, both the Blanco, the Reposado, and the Anejo, you know, won numerous awards. You know, uh, it was in 2019, I believe, the Reposado year at the New York Spirits Award. I'm just, I, I'm speechless right now because I'm enjoying this. <laughs> you know what's interesting about this? How much more of the proof, I think, comes out on the finish than yeah. on, on the Blanco. That I, I guess that's the barrel now. It's a, it's a spicier. You get more cinnamon, more baking spice, a little pepper note to this. So when you were bringing Mike, when you were bringing the uh, Blanco to the market, how long afterwards was it that this next expression came about? Well, it, we brought them both at the same time. Okay, it, it you know it took us it it took us so many years to get to market. There was. We had everything ready by the time, you know, we got there. We were able to bring all three, you know, because we had been working that many years ahead of time uh, to bring all three of them in. Yeah. So you mentioned this next expressions, the 96, yeah. right? Yep. And so 48, yeah, 48% alcohol, 96 proof. One, I, 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 I was tasting that while you were speaking and in, you know, listening to, you know, in my head, I'm thinking this would make a great Avila old fashioned. We have the Avila old fashioned on a bunch of menus throughout the United States and, and different bars. And you use that um, on the Añejo, right? That's on, no, on the, on the, on the Reposado. Reposado. And on the Añejo, people have been making a uh, Manhattan. Okay. All right, yeah. because that's what I'm, like I said, with that Reposado, that old fashioned, I get all, all that I, I was really feeling I was missing on that was just maybe a little bit of bitters. I mean, right out of the, right out of the bottle, a little bitters and a little orange peel or, yeah. you know, see how that would work with a little, um, with a little lime or something like that. How do you guys make it? Um, I, the old fashioned, just kind of the, you know, I, I, I like the one with the orange, you know, uh, doing it that way, orange and, and some bitters and stuff, you know? So, so this is really a complex, uh, it's got so much character. Um, 
and uh, it's you, you taste it. It's I, I get I get cherry. I mean, I'm just nosing it, and yeah. each one is just a wonderful experience just to nose. Um, I get more cherry out of this or a lot more sweetness. Um, and that's probably what's coming out of that barrel experience. It's, it's wonderful to see how the juice plays with the barrel and yeah. the nuances and characteristics that really come out. I, I think that's why we're going to need more time. Cause I'm just going to sit here nosing this and just, <laughs> you guys can stare at the screen. I feel bad. It's early for you. You should be drinking along with me. <laughs> Yeah. Now talk about talk about this and, and, and the development of this añejo. Well, our añejo is like the crown jewel, you know, for the rebels, <laughs> because you know it's an. I want to tell you like uh, example when we have some um, tastings here in Mexico and also in Minnesota with Hector, a lot of people, or well, not people, uh, the girls. They doesn't like a lot of the añejo, you know, because it's a really more strong. They have the, more the notes like a cognac. So when they try it and they, they doesn't like or they spit it, we say, hey, you are spitted at 10 years of my work because this product, the añejo, they took us 10 years to make yeah. this small uh, juice. It took us 10 years. So you can see the difference of our reposado and also of the blanco. When you open the añejo, you can feel a strong bouquet. You know, for the vanilla, the caramel, the woods of the French oak. So for me, the añejo is one of the my best product that we have. You know, I love the añejo. What I would say about this is, and I really enjoy, and and I say this in in respect that this is a bourbon's drinker. To this is a bourbon's drinker agave spirit. I would challenge that if you could put this in a blind tasting, that. I don't know if people would say, well, this is an agave spirit. I think that they would be very surprised. And most would say this is a bourbon. Okay. Do you get that response? Do you get people that you know, have do. that perspective? I, I get the bourbon, but I get the cognac response also. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because of the dryness and the finish that they, that yes. the cognac experience? See, right. I don't and get then, that overwhelming. I, I've had that cognac or that, even even the whiskey cognac finish, and there's not that overwhelmingly Sahara Desert dryness right, that comes out right, at the end. Right, right. Um, but you know, with the añejo, I just all the different little characters that that come out of it. You know, and I think that higher proof on that one accents that. You know, so is that El Popo that you got there? Yeah. Aha! All right. Talk about yeah. El Popo. Well, El Popo, read the back of that, right? And we have a rock star of a uh, maestra uh, female distiller. Uh, her name is Karen Hernandez. She's 24 years old. She's 24, 25 now. Right now, they are 25. Our 25. Maestra, nuestra maestra Vilera. Yeah. And uh, we are so proud of her. And, you know, with Juan Carlos's supervision and Hector's supervision and uh, her science, her base in science and stuff is just amazing. And she's, you know, making these, you know, really amazing products. So my goal is when El Popo is coming to market right now is to really, really highlight her and her accomplishments, you know, and, uh, 
we're just super excited about it. And, and it's because it's, you know, this product is like 80% uh, roasted, like, like I'm going to use roasted like a mezcal and 20% like a tequila. You know, it, it leans, it, you know, a little bit smokier. And plus we double distilled it instead of triple. And, um, but it, it is made out of the Blue Weber, you know, and stuff. So it, um, it has a, oh, uh, it has a sweetness to it. Uh, you know, the it's pre- a sweet smokiness on the nose. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just so such it's approachable, a... though. It's oh, pre- amazingly so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's it, because this product is 100% artisanal. All the process and also the roasted and also the Hima is artisanal. There's even an herbaceousness that kind mm. of comes in between the sweetness and the smokiness. And, and it's, I want to say minty or spearmint in a little bit of a way, uh, but it's when, when we had this at bar convent, I said, wow, this is unlike anything I've ever had. And okay. it sounds to me like this is one of those special allocation bottles, right? This is, is this a limited release or is this something that you're going to try to, is the flavor profile going to change as no. you pull different barrels or different methods or anything else? No. No, it's only going to have a reposado that that is going to be like a nine month reposado, you know, and that's it. There won't be an añejo made out of this, you know. So it'll be just those two, a blanco and a reposado. You know, we will get it out there as far as the public will let us do it. You know, I mean, and and um, you know, we're excited about it. You know, that's getting another Avila into the marketplace. And, you know, and then, uh, you know, like I said, other people are going to be making theirs also. To me, this is um, a spirit unlike itself. And I think that's what you're trying to communicate. This yeah. is so unique. I even get a little bit of, of an absinthe quality to this, uh, mm-hmm. a licorice note to this. Yep. Yeah. There's so much. I, You know, it's, it's in such a wonderful bottle, wonderful label. I, I you know, I, I think that while I would want to always sip this on my own, my mind is saying, all right, what can I do? You know, how much of a experience could I have making this as a cocktail? I don't know how far I'd like to go with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, we're going to get it out into the marketplace. We're going to, you know, start out, you know, really small and, and, and just grow it, tell the story, tell Karen's story, Hasi into Don Raul, where it comes from. And, uh, you know, the people we've got, you know, we're, we're always documenting all the things that we're doing and, and uh, you know, we can just keep growing. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, can you show the packaging? The, I mean, oh, we're going to take pictures. Absolutely. We'll have those on our I website mean, and everything that else. Is, that is absolutely. You've, you've got the volcano. Label. I, I, I would mess it up if I said the Popo Catapetel, right? How'd I do? Peptel? It's really difficult, but yeah. No, it's <laughs> Popo, Popo Catepetl. Okay, Popo Capital. Oh, so it's almost yeah. like Popo Capital. Yeah. All right, I, that's <laughs> right. All right, you, and yeah, I mean, you, you give a nice story, it, 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 as you said, on the back, okay. um, and, and you explain, uh, you know, as, as, as how it's produced and the cooking method and, and the elevation. This is, this is a treat. This is a treat. All these spirits are unique. I, I, I think if you're you know, really seeking out, uh, you know, if you're a bourbon drinker, if you're a whiskey drinker, vodka, gin, you want to complete your bar. If you're, if you're not, if you don't have this Avila, you're not completing your bar. Is that, is that fair to say? 
I think that's very fair to say. Yeah. You know, and, and if you're a and if you're a bar and you don't have this on your bar, your patrons are missing out. <laughs> that's true. You know, I mean, uh, like I said, you know, if we can get the liquids to the lips and you know what what basically that you just did and is telling our story. You know, you're like going, wow, you know, you went through all the rebels and the quality is like amazing, right? And then you go to our second product and, you know, nothing against Rebel, but the quality is amazing again, you know? So everything we're doing, you know, the one thing that we will not is cheapen our products, you know, and and for the sake of money. And what will happen is, is that everybody, you know, will make these very high quality. You know, these people... Uh, have worked so hard and we, you know, us on this side of the border and around the world that that work for Rebel, you know, we work hard. We're out there working, you know, I mean, it, it's to, to uh, you know, as hard as the farmers and distillers work on that side, we on the administration and building and, you know, uh, you know creating a movement, the Avila movement, and being able to amplify our story and being out there you know everybody works hard so we're all really proud of what we're doing yeah i'm appreciative of all the hard work you guys have done to get it to where it is um and i'm excited because i think mikey you mentioned even a couple other products that are going to be released or a number of other distillers that may be releasing things out of the avila you know terroir area the provenance or the the territory I, I think this is as a consumer of spirits and being on the forefront of this, it, it's just another way of being blessed by what families and generations have done to be discovered. And now we get to enjoy all their labor and hard work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally is, agree with you. Is there anything we, we spend a lot of time together? I'm grateful for your time today. I'm grateful that, you know, to share the spirit with you. Is there anything we haven't talked about on the podcast today that you want to let people know about? I want to let them know about our RTDs and the reason behind doing the RTD. You know, they're ready to drink. Now, first of all, we have, you know, I have a business partner who uh, is, He's on a TV show called This Is Us. Uh, uh, Justin Hartley. So Justin Hartley and our general manager, Rennie West, spent countless hours and making focus groups and driving our flavor house in Anaheim crazy on all the different um, things about our RTDs. Uh, one of the things that I stress about the RTD, our RTD, is that as the quality of that bottle of Blanco that you have, that is the same liquid going into that those cans. Yeah, so it is made out of that. And that's what, when you open up the package, there was a little coaster on top that said, you know, did you see it? A little coaster? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why I said your your packaging is first rate. I mean, it's even if you you, you thought it through and said, all right, we're not just going to put these in a box. We're going right. to put them in a nice package and we're going to have a coaster for you so that. And the, coaster, and the coaster tells a story. Yeah. It tells you that this is a you know, little arrow that says this is made out of this bottle. This right. liquid, you know, 
So if you go, oh, I'm going to go get the tequila this, where's the tequila coming from? Okay, is it 100% Blue Weber? What are they throwing in there? Yeah, we're telling you that this is what it is, and this is the quality of it. Yeah, you're proud. And, and you, know, you, said, you know that quality, if you start with a quality product, if you make a good cocktail, you make it out of good spirit. If you make a great cocktail, you make it out of a great spirit. Right. Um, and, and your box provides a, an assortment. You've got the grapefruit rosemary, the watermelon cucumber cilantro, the mango fresno chili, guava toasted coconut kefir lime. I mean, everything in the kitchen sink is in that one. Right? <laughs> These are these are twelve ounce cans. They are six um, percent uh, ABV, um, alcohol by volume, and they're gluten free, which is nice for those that want to be gluten free. Right. What I get a sense is, and we haven't opened these, and we'll definitely enjoy them uh, on a different opportunity. It's not you're not making a seltzer. You're making a cocktail. We're making a cocktail. That's right. a sparkling cocktail. You right. know, and you know the thing with it is that we. Trying to, you know, and, and amplifying is it by doing the RTD is another way of amplifying our story. It's another way where if, you know, the guy or guy or girl goes in and they go, you know, I really don't drink hard liquor, but I drink, I like this on a boat, you know, drinking outdoors or whatever. But it's another way to tell our story, it's tell the rebel. Avila's story, you know, amplifying the message. I can get some of these into grocery stores or whatever throughout. And then that drives them back to find out the story and gets them back to the bottle and, you know, buying the bottle. So it's kind of a both, you know, it's, 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 it's marketing and, uh, but it's a way of just telling our story and just, you know, keep getting, you know, liquid to the lips and then, once, you know, once why don't you have that on a shirt somewhere for Rebel <laughs> Liquid to the Lips or something? I know you have all that's kinds a, of other that's stuff. A, that's a good idea. All right. Yeah, I, I like that. But and and when you drink these, they I'm not going to talk about anybody else's products, but mm -hmm. you know, once again, you know, my farmers and distillers make the best agave spirits on the planet, and now Rebel Spirits makes the best. Uh, can cocktails on the planet also, you know? So if you, people out there, if you taste our RTDs, you will be blown away, you know? And they're, uh, uh, you know, and now it sounds like I'm just a promoter. But <laughs> well, I'm, you're in the music business, right? <laughs> yeah. But you've been, but this has been your baby. When I say baby, as you discovered and met with the family and the producers, this Absolutely. has been a this, you know it's almost like a lifelong passion project for you that you're really seeing you know that come to fruition. You said you know you're growing in so many states. Can people find the RTDs along with the um, Avila in the same places in the same states? Is that is that the next plan? Um, that is that is the plan. I mean, we're we're the RTDs are in California. And and they're booming in Minnesota already. So and uh, and in Tennessee right now. And then now they're starting to you know we're getting all the different approvals and all that stuff. And so we're rolling them out. Yeah. And so you'll be able to you'll see them in uh, New Jersey. I would say by September. Um, so Juan Carlos. Yeah. 
all this that has come to fruition. You used to be a chef or are you still yeah. a chef? Are you still I'm cooking still every day? No. no, no, you're done. No, I'm for his two kids. Okay. <laughs> I have two kids, but no, part of my day, I'm going to check all the lands that we have trying to convince the agaveros that we have, because right now we create an association here in Morelos that we invited, you know, because every year we try to farm a hundred hectares of agave, you know, because you, we, you know that we have a long process, seven years. They took us to have a really good uh, piña to we can harvest. So part of my day, I'm in the distilleries, in the agave fields, working with the government, checking all the quality, you know, doing the export, the imports, everything. So keep them busy. If people come to the distillery, is there a tasting room or somewhere they can experience uh, what you're making? Or, you know, now you, you know, might have a flock of people showing up at the door. Yeah. When, when we invited to the Distilleria Don Raul, that is Nijonacatepec, is one of the distillers that we use for create the products. Uh, we have a tasting room. We can show the ovens, the artisanal ovens. So we have the Alambics. Right now, we already start building all the facility bottling because we try to have all the certification. We have the certification with the FDA, Global Market, Global Gap. So we try every, every time have all the certification so we can uh, show to the people that we are going to give it a really uh, good and healthy product, you know? What I get to do is after we speak, I get to edit this. So I get to hear this again. This has been an education for me. It's been an experience for me. And for those that are just being introduced to the agave world right. or those that have that knowledge but have never heard of Avila, listen to this a few times because you're going to learn a lot. You may miss stuff. There's so much that you gentlemen shared. And I'm, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I am grateful for your time today. I appreciate Revel and all that you're doing. I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to see it on the shelves in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, because you said that's you know kind of working together, but it's still growing. And uh, when we walk into a, a bar and then we see this on the shelves, we go, cool, they're getting it, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, when I walk into a bar and see it on the show, you know, and and the, the other part is, is when I walk into the bar and I don't see it on the shelf, that's, that's more heartbreaking. I'm like, well, oh. well that's funny because that's what we do. I mean, like yeah. you become a friend of Fermented Adventure and, you know, it's part of our family, too. And that's where we go. That's where we go into the bar and say, hey, um, I see you have this whole a selection of tequilas or mezcals. What about Revel? And do you know about Avila? Now I can you know share that. Right. Because I've had this experience. I yeah. want others to, to share this experience like you have done over the course of many years to bring this to market. And, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for your time. I can't wait again. I can't wait to see more of what's coming on. And uh, thanks. Thanks, guys, for joining me on the podcast today. You're welcome. Thank you very much. You know, I appreciate it. And like I said, Morelos, you know, second smallest state. And uh, the farmers and distillers make the best agave spirit on the planet. So, mic uh, drop. <laughs> thank you.